Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Lodestar's Landing Leaders. As part of our summer season, we're going to talk about different, basically different things in the industry that are related to housing. I think this one is a little bit closer than some of our topics before, but still exciting. I'm joined once again by the wonderful, amazing Elena Gardner, our um, sales and marketing manager here at Lodestar. Uh, you have hopefully getting very familiar with her um, as a frequent listener of our show. Um, so we're both millennials. And if there's one thing, Elena, that millennials love is Airbnb. I do love Airbnb. I absolutely love it. I use Airbnb at least once a quarter, if not more, probably more when I travel for work even um, as well. So um, for those of you who've been living under a rock and not familiar with Airbnb, you're basically able to rent apartments, rent homes, people's houses, opposed to staying in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, I know the first time I used it was probably five years ago now. I was so nervous. I was like, this is strange. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was staying in a room in someone's house opposed to actually the whole house, which I don't recommend. I, I, I now I only stay in like actual houses that I have to myself. Mm -hmm. I have um, very specific qualifications when I'm searching for an Airbnb. So what do you like about Airbnb? And then we can talk a little bit about the ways that you, you use it. Yeah. I mean, so it definitely depends on what I'm traveling for. If I'm traveling for like a night or two, normally I end up staying in a hotel. Um, but if I'm staying for more than like two nights, I normally would like, I'd like to look for an Airbnb. Um, one, they're normally about the same cost as a hotel, but you get a lot more out of it. Most times you can get a better location or, um, you can get, especially if you're going anywhere towards like the shore, so much better than hotels. Yeah. Um, or if you're going to any like resort area, you can normally get, like, if you go to the Poconos, you can get your, like, hot tub, be, up, be next to a trail in the woods, all of that, completely lovely. Um, and the other thing for me is we like to travel with our dog. Um, so traveling with a, a dog, especially, you know, we've got a 60-pound uh, American Bulldog, sometimes hotels have size restrictions, so you have to be under 50 pounds, so it's a lot of hotels she's actually not allowed to stay in at all. Um, and most Airbnbs are totally fine with whatever size, as long as you have to make for sure you're going to a pet-friendly Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, we've never had a bad experience with that. And it just makes traveling with the dogs so much easier. I think for me, you know, like you were saying, the flexibility of location is great. Um, when my wife and I go down the shore, we typically would just Airbnb. Um, feeling like you're living in an actual place for especially more than a day or two it's yeah. great because you can use a kitchen, um, you can cook a meal, you can do things that you typically can't in a hotel. And I think there's mm -hmm. the feeling of like living in a real place for that period of time um, generally makes me enjoy wherever I am more. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have the same white glove services of a hotel, right? There's no spa. If you're looking for, you know, a gym, some of the amenities of a hotel, I understand it's different. Um, for work, I look for Airbnbs pretty constantly, especially for larger conferences um, where hotels are booked, room rates are through the roof. You're typically saving a whole lot of money on Airbnb. And once again, it's a nice experience because you just go down to the supermarket, you get a few things you need for breakfast in the morning. It's kind of like you're living alone in an apartment. Um, from your bachelor or bachelorette days again, at least for a, a, a few days. So um, I, I honestly like that feeling. Um, and it's uh, I don't know, generally cost-effective as well to do it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting coming from the hospitality industry 
and knowing the economic impact that conferences have on cities. There's a reason that cities bid for conferences. They make cities a lot of money in tax revenue from, you know, hotel rooms to conference space to all the other side events that someone would never think of about a conference or the transportation. It just makes the city a lot of money. And there is a reason that cities host these huge conferences and that cities keep adding hotels. Um, And hotels definitely view Airbnb as a threat in a lot of ways, because like you said, a lot of times it's more cost effective. It's easier. You get meeting space um, in an Airbnb that you can't get in a hotel. And it's really interesting to see kind of this, this shift And some cities are disallowing it, right, because they make less money necessarily off of an Airbnb because they're not getting an occupancy tax or and some some cities have adjusted their laws to make sure they get those taxes, which are and then some have just gone the route of banning Airbnb. So (laughs) it's really how aggressive do you want to be? Yeah, I mean, and now you think of where that money's going instead. And now, you know, assuming that these places are owned by individuals. Um, that rent them out. Um, Now it's money in their pockets in a way it wasn't before, which can be good. It's definitely, you know, additional incomes for people that didn't have that ability before Mm -hmm. that. Um, I also think that it probably makes it more difficult to have long-term rentals. Um, I think it makes it more difficult um, to buy a house because now prices are higher because if you could sell a house or keep a house and rent it out on Airbnb or pay a company to do that for you, that's income. That's generating income. I think the value of the house is higher and there's fewer houses that are generally on the market. So I think it's mm-hmm. it, for better or worse, you know, creating a lot of complications. And this is a publicly traded company now. It's not going anywhere. Um, no. I think the world that we're going to live is it's very much more common to do. And quite frankly, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I don't necessarily feel bad for big hotels. Um, <laughs> I know it's probably a little bit different from your end going from the industry, but I think it's, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where that settles down. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting, I don't know about you, but some of the Airbnbs I've stayed at, or I've had family stay at when they visited me, for example, um, are definitely like two bedroom apartments that just didn't get rented out. Yep. or are available for a month or two. And the, instead of, you know, they, they're waiting for someone to come in or they're showing apartments or whatever. Um, so it's definitely interesting to see those spaces because you do get some of those amenities that you get in a hotel. Yep. Um, and you can definitely tell they're just trying to, you know, turn a space that maybe would have been a rental unit into an Airbnb. Um, so then I think you're, from that perspective, is it damaging because you're losing out on a rental property? right? From a housing perspective, but, and then it's a company, right? Again. So I think it's one of those things that Airbnb and concept, I think is really great because it does, like, as you mentioned, it supports, you know, local homeowners or small people. We do definitely have these huge companies as well that are management companies that just have 300 Airbnbs. Yep. Or maybe if they don't own them, they just, you know, they're managing them. Yeah, you can manage them on Airbnb, just like you would a rental company before that. Yeah. And I think those those vacation homes is where you see a difference. I saw an article, I think it was a few years ago, it was about some ski town in Colorado, where Airbnb was more and more popular. And the locals didn't really like it because now you have, it becomes a lot more transient in that people can come in temporarily. Um, Apparently, one of the things they complained about, because people 
would be in for a few days, then leave their trash out as they left, they had an increasing bear problem because of all of the trash that was out from the Airbnb people. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's an avoidable issue. Bears and not something that typically comes up with Airbnb, but yes. that idea of, you know, the people who used to leave those vacation homes empty. Now they don't, which is good, which yes. is more income for them makes it more likely for someone to buy a house like that because it's an investment, not just a, a luxury, but. But on the other side, it's like that flip of, and I think really, and Airbnb has done a lot over the years to kind of address these problems as well. And I think that's really important is, you know, how are they affecting the cities that they're located in? I think that's something that's just going to be really important for townships, cities to have that conversation with how do we want to deal with this problem? Because as you mentioned, if a small township is all of a sudden going from like week-long, month-long renters to transient, transient can be really interesting. Um, I've done a lot of, I, I worked in a hotel for seven years. I've worked, I worked in hospitality for 13 and people are gross to be quite honest. People are gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, and I think it's when you deal with transient overnight rooms, you can definitely get some of the worst people, but if there are protections that the city puts in place around things like trash, so you don't attract bears and how that needs to be dealt with, I think it's definitely something that's doable and sustainable. Well, one thing I've noticed, and this gets me to the next thing I want to talk about, is the times I've done Airbnbs since COVID, um, the cleaning fee is through the roof. And it kind of mm-hmm. it ends up still being about the same as hotel, if not cheaper. But um, I just got an Airbnb in Hoboken um, overnight, and it was a $99 cleaning fee on top of the rental. Still cheaper than a hotel, better location. I'd go and do it again. But I think it's something that's changing now. And I wonder what you think about what's going to happen now, people traveling again after the pandemic. Is Airbnb more or less attractive of an option? I think it depends on the person, right? If you're someone who's a regular Airbnb person, you're going to potentially see it as the same as, you know, a hotel. And some of them are. And I think really, I know when I was looking at booking an Airbnb, because I actually have a vacation coming up and I'm actually splitting my time between a hotel and an Airbnb because of how our uh, timeline worked out. And the reason we have hotel rooms is because we're changing cities a couple of times on our way down. And it ended up being more cost effective to do a hotel because we didn't have huge cleaning fees. Mm-hmm. Um, in each location. And on top of that, pet fees as well, because you pay a pet fee for every location as well, normally. Um, But I think it will really depend on, I looked for a really highly rated Airbnb host with no uh, complaints about cleanliness or anything like that, because I have stayed in a couple of Airbnbs that right now I would not want to stay in, um, that have been a little, little questionable or something like that. So that was something that was really important to me. And I think that if you don't know what you're looking for on Airbnb, you can definitely walk into a place that's questionable. I think that's something that has become bigger with our generation too, is one one review I take with a grain of salt, good or bad. Mm -hmm. If I see a hundred reviews in the average, I start to have a lot more faith in the Airbnb and the host mm-hmm. and the restaurant, whatever it is. And I think that power of group reviews and what that means from social media and the internet is something that I think we're a lot more open to. Um, yes. I know 
I think my parents did their first Airbnb. We went down the Jersey shore in May and we got an Airbnb, a house, and they had a really good experience because it was a really nice place. And we booked it. We handled where the yeah. place be. Um, my dad still called it a B&B instead of an Airbnb, but yeah. you know, one, one step at a time. Uh, it's the same thing. But I don't think they also then took a week trip out to Seattle and chose not to stay in an Airbnb, whereas I probably would have been a heartbeat if I was in that position. So I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of generationally um, what people are accepting of it or, or not. Yeah. And I think too, Airbnb does have its limitations. It's trying to be a little bit better, especially when it comes to things like ADA. Um, it's definitely something that I don't, they just won't ever, I don't think truly be able to compete to hotel, with hotels because some properties will always potentially think that something is ADA compliant, but they don't necessarily know what ADA compliance is and they don't understand what that is. Um, so I think that, especially in city properties, is just not going to be able to necessarily compete with something like a hotel. If you're staying in a city and you need an elevator or you need a shower, a shower rail or something like that, I think that's something that, you know, unfortunately there is limitations. Airbnb recently added, I noticed, uh, and this wasn't around for a trip that I had taken with my uh, family, actually, a couple of years ago, we were traveling and I had to message the Airbnb host multiple times to figure out if this property was ADA compliant and if there was like a shower handrail and stuff like that. Um, but you can definitely see they have added those as features. Um, mm -hmm. But when you do add them, you end up with about three properties to choose from that are all more significantly more expensive than a hotel would be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a you know, there isn't an incentive for an individual to make their house ADA when they can sell it anyways. A hotel has to be ADA regardless of the situation. And I think to going into um, after COVID, you know, you comparing a 200 room hotel to someone's house. Mm -hmm. What are you more comfortable with? Some people may say the hotel has a cleaning staff. Um, you know, they need to, you know, they have a bigger level of risk. So is it going to be more clean than this house? Other someone else may say, I don't want to be around people. Let me get this place instead. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And I think having that type of variety and that type of choice is nothing but a good thing. Yeah. And I think too, with Airbnb, I always recommend, uh, I always travel with Lysol wipes, I always travel, like, especially with an Airbnb, you end up bringing a little bit more sometimes, depending on what you're looking to do. I always recommend traveling with Lysol wipes or something to clean everything with and just kind of, you know, going based on your comfort level really there. If, um, I, if I did use shampoo on a regular basis, I would bring that as well. Um, yeah, I uh, do not use hotel shampoo. Not because of anything bad. It's just normally really bad for your hair. Yes. <laughs> No, I mean, everything uh, after working in hotels for a very long time. Yeah. I, I do like staying in hotels, but um, I yeah. do know people that, for example, you know, travel with a gallon size bag to put the hotel remote in. Yep. But now they wrap them in plastic, which I am such a big fan of. Thank mm -hmm. you, COVID, for that. Good. Well, I'll be curious to see kind of where, where that interest is with Airbnb. I think it's just good to have more choices. And when mm -hmm. I look, I kind of put hotels next to Airbnbs and see what works best. And it sounds like you, you do the same. So, you know, if you haven't tried an Airbnb, I strongly recommend it. Um, 
I think it's a good experience and it's something I'm always going to keep considering. Yeah, you can definitely get some really cool places. And I don't know, like everyone else, sometimes I just scroll on Airbnb to be like, what ridiculous thing could I do? And yeah, you know, sometimes you just for a while, like what boats you could rent or houseboats. What, what houseboats could I rent? What if I'm willing to drive seven hours? What beautiful house hat can I say in the woods? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those little questions you ask yourself. That you know, we didn't really have a destination of mine for a vacation this year. So legitimately, I looked at Airbnbs along with things around them we'd be interested in and found an Airbnb that I wanted to go to. And then that's how we booked our trip. So yeah. Well, hopefully um, we'll get some comments on this, both good or bad about Airbnb to continue the conversation. Uh, I think this was, this was a fun topic to talk about because it affects the industry. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, jury's out on what, what exactly is going to look like in the future. But, you know, one of the examples of things that affect home prices, mortgage prices, everything that, that you may not think of on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, thanks again for helping me with this, Elena, and excited to continue our summer series and enjoy your Airbnb trip coming up. Well, it'll be great. Great. Thank you.